0: Not so fantasy football, a loser's guide to FBL with Rob and Yannis.
1: Hello and welcome to Not So Fantasy Football on UZO Radio. Here we have
0: Yannis and
1: Rob. How you doing, man?
0: I am fine. I'm stuck in traffic, <laughs> and I think I take that as a we're back to normal. Yeah, back to <laughs> we're back to recording while driving. From, from backstage where, where you have been recording a few times. Yeah, back uh, exactly. to where our, our lives have caught up to us, on us.
1: I'm not on the island anymore. I'm back in Germany and we're, you know, running off our normal um, systems, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. Maybe my luck's going to come back. With, maybe that's how this works. Maybe, I was,
0: <laughs> I was thinking the same. Maybe now we get back into a better playing FPL. Who knows?
1: Which means it will be a good time for me to play my wild No, I'm not going to play my wild card just yet. <laughs> oh, I
0: was going to ask. I mean, <laughs> Next why week. not? You're not doing that great. It wouldn't be that of a problem. You mean 6.1 6. No, no, million
1: no. isn't great. I don't know what you're talking about. It's exactly what I've wow. been aiming for at this point in the season. I'm hitting all my targets.
0: But you know that now the green arrows are so much easier. So when people are struggling and mm-hmm. having red arrows, you only have green, a sea of green.
1: Exactly, exactly. Now, so I am looking at wildcarding at the end of this game week that's coming. So we've got the Spurs game yeah. tonight and the Liverpool game tonight. So we'll know if there are any injuries, we'll know what players are playing, we'll be able to make a more accurate decision on their um, lineups. We'll also um, have the injury confirmation from the heinous attack on Eduard Mendy, and we'll we'll see if he's recovered (laughs) from that (laughs) horrific assault. That should have been a red card incident. Really, I mean, some people say amber, but like for me, it was a clear red. Um, I.
0: I can't even, I don't know why he, how he managed to continue playing. Yeah. Uh, why he wasn't taken out, subbed off.
1: Yeah, I'm, because, yeah. it's just, I'm just I'm so upset by it. Um, and because of that, I am worried about Mendy's fitness. So I have transferred him out already.
0: Okay. He's uh, already Wasn't gone. it not, uh, uh, just, you know, justice, made for justice? I don't want players who cheat or something like that in my team.
1: If I'm a good person, then 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 maybe. But <laughs> also, uh, there's a price rise and a price fall in there as well. I have missed the price rise, yeah. but I got in before the pr- price fall today of Eduard Mendy. So Eduard fell today to 4.9, and there's a 5 million goalkeeper who should be performing and who really hasn't. Um, I've moved him out for Nick Pope. So I... I think Nick Pope is one of those keepers that I want to keep for the rest of the season. If he keeps rising, there are going to be some wild cards coming up in the next few weeks. So he's going to be rising, I feel, because I feel like lots of people will see that defence and say, hey, this is a Burnley-style defence where they're allowing low XG shots at Nick Pope. And Nick Pope is also a good keeper, so he's keeping these shots out. But... The only difference really between him and Burnley uh, and him here is that the defence in front of him is actually a bit better and they might get some key passes, they might get some assists and they might get some, you know, of those bonus points. Uh, their baseline bonus yeah. points might be higher, whereas Ben Mee and those full Matt Lowton and those full and Peters and that lot wouldn't necessarily be taking bonus points away from Pope. Um, yeah. So that there's a slight difference between Luca. Lots of people have been talking about Pope recently, and I feel that's that's my point on it.
0: No, I I completely agree. I mean, I if if I had the luxury of changing Raya, it would definitely be for Pope. Yeah. Uh, I I've got some thoughts for my team, but uh, I will share them in a bit. Cool. Uh, have you have cool. um, you got? Was it one transfer that you had? Or was no, I've got two. I've got one. Two. Or two,
1: or two, I've Another yeah. one saved up. So I'm not sure what to do with it. Um, my instinct is to take Hazels out and uh, yeah. to go for ideally Mitrovic. However, I've got a real strong feeling that I should go for Watkins this game week. And it's it's one of yeah. those hunches and it's not necessarily a good hunch, but I could keep Jesus in and move Neto to Leon Bailey, for example. So there, there yes. are options there. I want. I feel like I want to move to this Villa attack because I feel like um, Leicester haven't Leicester done what conceding. Chelsea should have done. Um, and that manager is still in <laughs> charge, who maybe shouldn't be in charge. Maybe he'll go to Leicester. That's a good idea. Uh, anyway, that's also big news. Yannis, uh, do, do you want to reveal the big news?
0: <laughs> yeah, so I've been waiting every day for news on Rogers. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, I mean, I was listening to the the Planet Field, the Clash of Correspondence between like, uh, it's Villa, Leicester, and it was Jared and Rogers, and, you know, fans have problems with both. Yeah. And we're waiting to see if there's any news of Rogers, and suddenly there's news on Tuchel, yeah. who is out. He has been sacked after the. Uh, shocking loss let's let's admit yeah and it's shocking because yeah. it was actually a, a pretty decent lineup it wasn't like a second yeah uh, rotated one exactly they had they had uh, uh, chilwell james Fofana, uh, i think it was Koulibaly and aspeliqueta yeah it was kept on goal and uh, i don't remember the two midfielders I think it was Jorginho and 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 someone else.
1: I feel like it was, yeah. And then
0: up front, I think it was it was Mount as well. Uh, it was Aubameyang. Yeah. So it was not like they played with Braha and uh, Hudson Odoi and all of those second choices. Yeah. Which makes it even more, and it, it was a bad. It was a bad performance as well.
1: Completely. Completely.
0: Which is the the cherry on top of, you know, uh, the tip of the iceberg. I think it's Chelsea has been in big problems since the Abramovich news.
1: Completely, completely agree with you there. they've
0: been hiding them, they've been hiding them uh, under the carpet. Yeah. And they've had some wins that kind of maintained them into the top four, which was a good disguise. And uh, people were thinking that yeah, with the new leadership, everything is going to go back to normal. We have a lot of cash to to spend everywhere. They had yeah. a lot of, for me, uh, diplomatic in quotes, uh, problems with their transfers this summer mm-hmm. that didn't show the strength and the power that I believe Abramovich would not lose. Let's say Rafina, or would not have made it open. That they were chasing Rafinha if he wasn't sure that he was going to get him, for instance. Yeah. So it's all of those things that create a bad atmosphere at the backstage, as we call it, and, yeah. and for the fans.
1: Yeah, definitely. And
0: for me, the worst the worst part was the way that Tachel was treating things. He's got uh, pride. Mm -hmm. And sometimes his ego is a bit too much.
1: Yeah, definitely. And
0: his results, apart from after the Champions League win, which was a phenomenal
1: achievement,
0: Mm -hmm. do not justify that. He's a fantastic coach, managing a tactical one. Mm -hmm. But he's been very arrogant, I feel.
1: Yeah, definitely. As a Spurs fan, um, I feel like... I can't exactly say his results have been average because he smashed us every single game he played us, apart from, and to be fair, he even smashed us in the last game. And also there is another like parallel in that I'm pretty sure it was against Dynamo Zagreb that got uh, Mourinho sacked when Spurs played Dynamo Zagreb in the first leg of True. first and second leg of the round of 16 3-0 uh, wasn't it yeah, yeah, yeah we beat them 2-0 in the home leg and then we went away to them and their manager was in prison and we lost 3-0 yeah. to Dynamo Zagreb so like there no Spurs fans have the right to laugh over Chelsea apart from the fact that they were probably laughing over us at that point so you know we've got a um, we can give a bit back I suppose but yeah, it's it's crazy. The transfer window was a really weird one because they got shafted by Barcelona at every turn, and then in the end of it, made a deal with Barcelona that also shafted didn't shaft them as much. But just going on to the Abamyang story, I think Abamyang is going to be really upset because he's gone there because he's gone because Tuchel is there. And six yeah. years ago, he was playing under Tuchel and he got he beat Lewandowski to be the highest goal scorer in the Bundesliga. So he was hoping that Tuchel would be able to work with him. Tuchel needs a number nine. It's all good. Um, so that's ideal for him, really. Um, and he left Arsenal with his um, wage being... Uh, completely paid off for him by Arsenal he then went to Barcelona on a free this was all like part of the deal and Arsenal agreed to pay his wages for the rest of the season so Barcelona were playing next to no wages and then this season Barcelona have had to start paying his wages which are a bit extortionate so that's why Barcelona have been like well we'll just get him off now because now we've had him for six months he's Saved our season, uh, you know. Got what about 13 goals in 26 games or something like that. Um, you know, helped us along. Uh, we've not paid any wages on him, and now we'll get rid of him because we need our wage budget to be freed up. And then they sold him to Chelsea for about 14 million <laughs> for a player they've literally had for free for the last two months, who's 33. So they've been. Sh- it's not necessarily that they've shafted Chelsea again, but like. They've literally got one over Chelsea on every single turn. They've turned a £12 million profit on a player and had him play for them for a half a season.
0: Yeah, it's, and it's it's a weird situation. As you said, it's it's Tuchel, the reason that he wanted to go to Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, I mean, if there are any sentiments on teams and stuff he's got a, an arsenal tattoo on him there's a bit of a you know yeah. going to the rifles it's yeah. not like the the best team to go to to be no. honest so but let's let's get over that yeah. the fact that sahil is not there changes his position in the club as well
1: mm-hmm.
0: not that it's it it was like we know that his career is in a decline and mm-hmm. that he's not He wasn't regarded as the big transfer of the season. Mm -hmm. But they're spending a lot of money on wages, as you said. Mm -hmm. So having a hot potato, which Barcelona actually, in a magic way, got in her hands and threw it away quickly. Yeah. And now Chelsea's got got it. It's it's not the best business.
1: But we need to wait and see because... But like he could be, he's um, got phenomenal potential, but he could be, it, it, he needs to be worked with and not, you know, a new manager is going to come in now and they're going to have so much work to sort out a team that they want to play with. And I do feel like it's still a good signing for Chelsea because you've got uh, Sterling, Aubameyang, um, Mount, Havertz, And, you know, then you've got the Pulisic and the Ziyech and you've got all these players to play in and around this sort of this group of players. But those four will probably be the key four and they'll be rotated in and out uh, during the season. So I think it's still a good signing because it's not just that Obamiang needs to play through the middle as a number nine. He can come in and play a bit off that left side and have Sterling as the number nine or Havertz as the number nine. And it's a really he's a flexible player for the system. So I still think that he benefits Chelsea, but. Now, I, I thought it was a good match with Tuchel, and now they've lost the game and sacked Tuchel. It just seems to be a bit chaotic.
0: Yeah, we and we need to wait and see how this is going to go because there are good options for Chelsea players. Uh, we, uh, of course, the the defense has the, those two, three. Prime ones, yeah. Uh, I think that Chilwell, for instance, kind of stepped up, and maybe even with the change of manager, yeah, whoever it is, maybe Chilwell has an extra point on on playing because Completely. I don't know what was happening between him and Tarko. I think that he wasn't he, he wasn't his first choice.
1: No, exactly. Uh,
0: and especially especially going towards the World Cup, you would expect all those players that that teams are going to the World Cup to kind of want to step up and and want to have more games Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: more exposure so that they can justify their travelling to Mm -hmm. the World Cup. So, Chilwell, for me, is one of the players to look out for. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, uh, you've got the cheap, of course, option of Fafana. But we'll need to see if this is going to be the formation that they pick. Uh, If if they go for at the back, then automatically, even for Chilwell, that's not ideal. And then maybe for Fana, doesn't get that many chances because you've got Kulibali, you've got other. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's imagine if you get blurry now. a
1: manager that plays um, with a regular back line. You know, like a Conte-style manager, or like like someone that you could almost predict the team she- like. Tuchel came in and was very similar to Pep in the way in which he was ruthless with his rotations. There'd be a couple of players like Rudiger who would stick in, but so many of them got yeah. rotated so often. It was really difficult to pick. But if you get someone that now doesn't rotate like Tuchel and wants a back line that has a good understanding and a good relationship with each other, they'll be, Fafana at 4.4, will be an absolute bargain for a regular starter in a Chelsea team. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree.
0: I agree. But up, up front, there are also, I mean, so many players as well. So, again, we'll need to see who the manager is, how they're going to use them, yeah, and what formation and, and all that. So, for Chelsea, it's going to be a problem for wild carders, I feel. Yeah. Because if you are expecting next week, which the fixtures kind of improve, if you're expecting then to kind of Get a couple of Chelsea players. Mm-hmm. Now you don't know exactly which you want to get. Mm-hmm. So wait and see. In my opinion, yeah. Uh, which leads us to the other two managers I said, and the I mean we're going all the way down at the bottom of the table mm-hmm. with Leicester and Villa. Yeah. But I think that those two are also excellent options to watch to wait and see, Completely. because I feel that. If Rogers goes, which is very probable, to yeah, happen very soon. Suddenly, their assets become fantastic choices. Completely, in my opinion, I think that there is if if Rogers goes, then Inacho could become a fantastic cheap striker. Yeah, uh, not that we need that many because we already have a, you know, headaches on who to fit. Because I think that everyone. On wild card is going to go with three up front. Yeah. Uh, but Nacho is kind of raising his hands. He's got. I was listening to um, a stat. Uh, Fifteen returns, I think, or twenty returns in the in the last twenty five games he started. Yeah. Which is a ridiculous number. Completely. And if they change formation, because that's complete that's definitely what the problem is they he doesn't fit in a in the three up front he he wants to have like a two He wants to have daca next to him or something like that yeah if the manager changes that then yeah for me it's you know my soft spot i i I really like rate him as a player completely but i think he's he's gonna be a fantastic
1: asset Mm -hmm. i think you're completely right there i think leicester if they get a new manager, if the new manager comes in and says, right, the future of this front line, at least, is going to be Nacho and Dakar. Daka. sorry, he's not German. Um, and, and Vardy will come on and be in and around. But the only problem is...
0: Luxury sub.
1: Yeah, luxury sub. But the only problem is they've got a real deficit in like actual character. And that's been clearly shown by the Schmeichel loss. So, yeah, Vardy is one of those that is really strong character, and um, you know, he's part of the title winning squad and he's got that weight behind him. So, you've got to keep him on side. But how long does he sort of stay? That's it's a really if you get a manager that moves him out, if Rogers gets sacked, if Rogers isn't sacked and they just keep persevering with bad results, oh, yeah, it's, I think it's entirely possible. Way, yeah. But, I mean, You've got to remember, Leicester were ruthless, but that was under the old chairman, I think, who died in the helicopter crash, right? Yes. Um, the
0: father, isn't it? The father, the father the... yeah.
1: Um, yeah. So don't, he... don't
0: ask me to pronounce his name. It's, no, it's exactly. worse than Greek names. <laughs>
1: um, so, yeah, it, he was quite ruthless, and his son seems to not have been as ruthless, because I remember they sacked Claude pool Puel after you know, not many games in charge. Well, no, not a, not a particularly bad run, but just not a particularly great run. And he was after Ranieri who they sacked. Despite winning the league, they sacked him unceremoniously like... The know, next like,
0: season? They're, like, they're halfway into,
1: there. Yeah. yeah, five months into the next season. So, yeah, we've, we'll see. They've got Villa, then Spurs, and then the run really picks up. With Forest, Bournemouth Palace, Leeds, Wolves uh, and then City Everton, West Ham, so up until that yeah. big pause at game week 16, they've got a pretty good run of things.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm really you know waiting, I'm uh, lurking,
1: mm-hmm.
0: waiting for this uh, inevitable sacking of, of Rogers to happen, yeah. so that I can include. At start the attackers, and then if they improve defensively, I mean they got, they are a bit overpriced. Yeah. If you compare them to other teams, because we have this idea of, of Leicester being strong mm-hmm. and of the whole history, but still because they're dropping, I think that they could, they could be a good good uh, differential.
1: Completely. Completely, until the World Cup. And the same again with Villa. To-
0: uh, yes, very good,
1: yeah. Just briefly, like, they've got Leicester next game week, which is a targetable game week for Villa, right? <laughs> then it's Southampton, Leeds, Forest. A
0: punty
1: one. Yeah, true. Um, but still, Leicester always concede. The defence is shocking and their goalkeeper is...
0: Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Not great. Anyway, um, yeah, Southampton leads Forest. Then Chelsea, who could be whatever iteration of Chelsea they want to be at that point. Um, Fulham, Brentford, Newcastle, United, Brighton. So, towards the end, it gets a little bit more difficult, but there is a real like four or five weeks that you'd want an, uh, a Villa asset. And if they start performing again, like they well, if they perform with a the character they did at City, uh, then you, you think that they could get some results there.
0: Who better than a 4.7 Bailey?
1: exactly
0: i mean i'm now tempted to go on him <laughs> now that he's 4.7 now everyone is trying to, to get rid mm-hmm. i think now's the time because he's just 0.1 G, uh, more expensive than Pereira. yeah so instead of the silver which i mm-hmm. have why not have him yeah he's, he's a great price now i mean if you notice the price drops they are even more interesting than the price rises.
1: Completely, completely. There are
0: many players that have been dropping and dropping, and if you've really got a good timing, yeah. I mean, if someone got Rashford before the Arsenal game, for instance, yeah. What a fantastic timing to get him at a six point three.
1: Completely. I mean, he's
0: back at six point four again. Six point five already. You know what I mean? Six
1: point five going up to six point six as well. Yeah.
0: Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So uh, it, it makes sense. He's he's very un- uh, underpriced anyway.
1: Completely agree. Should we should we talk about him?
0: Yeah, I think I think he deserves. He deserves that. We've been ranting and and you know, for, for a couple of years now, he's been the mocking, yeah, like laughing stock. Exactly. But I mean his finishing was great against Arsenal, his positioning is great. Yeah. He's really a teamwork player,
1: yeah. he has always
0: been. So that is that hasn't changed.
1: And, and They've not um, got very hard. He's got pick- too creative. Sorry, yeah, go for it. Yeah, on. they got
0: they got a good run. No, I mean that they've got a very good creative pair behind him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, but having both Ericsson and, and Bruno feeding you, I mean, this is this is ideal.
1: Exactly, exactly. And then that's not to mention you know Sancho and um, Anthony or Elanga or whoever else. And then. Yeah, the other point is that he gets minutes because when, you know, they want to bring on Ronaldo for the last half hour to shore things up or however it's been working, or Martial maybe, that could be a bit of a problem. Um, But when they want to bring Martial on, on, they tend to bring Sancho off and move Rashford out to that right, left wing. Um, But that's what they've done in the last couple of games. So Rashford's stayed on in, in some of them. So I... Think he's a stealer in that price range when you've got Anthony, Sancho, and Rashford. Um, and Anthony and Sancho are 7.5, I think, and Rashford's yeah. 6.5.
0: Is Anthony 7.5 or seven?
1: Somewhere he's around been, there, isn't in he? between, yeah,
0: but yeah. anyway, some, somewhere like that. But Sancho is uh, Rashford is the cheapest out of exactly.
1: Country. I don't think Anthony's the worst, but equally, he's, I think he's the most
0: girl- likely going to play up. A- out
1: of those three. Yeah, oh, Rashford is, yeah, exactly. Um, I just want to say, Anthony, I didn't think he was yeah. bad, or but I did think he was amazing. He got the goal, and the goal was very on a plate for him. Like, it was not much that he had yeah. to, OK, he's still got to finish it, and he's still a professional footballer, and I'm not. But um, it was a relatively high XG chance, let's say. Um, and the couple of shots that he did take from distance weren't completely... Um, thrilling, but it was noted that in the match analysis that actually he's pretty much been on strike at Ajax in the past two weeks to try and force through this move. So he's not been training at Ajax for the last two weeks. So despite him being fit, he was still brought off in the 55th, 59th minute, that sort of time, 58th minute, I think. Um, Yeah. Because he's still not quite match sharp, I don't think. So he started well. I think a couple more weeks and I, I'd be interested in him.
0: Yeah, like, I agree. He reminds me a lot of the mentality that Richarlison brings in Spurs. Yeah. He's got this passion, yeah. uh, aggressiveness and mm-hmm. playing for the team, playing for the badge, which yeah. is great. And especially for those kind of teams and for Man United, you need that passion and that uh, d- dynamic approach. Yeah. So he's going to be a, a favorite for the fans very quickly, I feel agreed, which is which is only going to help him. and I think this was the good part of he, him it was an easy chance to the goal that he scored.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but he wanted to make that work because it was you know the the welcome the, the first game, it's kind of this attitude that these players won't have on their first day.
1: And you've got to be there to get the chance to score as well. That's that's also what I am saying. Like positional-wise, he was in the right place at the right time. So yeah, yeah. It was a good overturn from Ericsson, I think, with a great was it overturned by Ericsson or was it further back? But the through ball from Ericsson to Bruno was really <laughs> good. Um, Bruno, Rashford, Rashford, Anthony. It was a really nice, nice little setup. And yeah, Rashford's got assists in his locker as well. So yeah. Um, him and Martinelli are that sort of price point that I'd be very interested
0: I, in. I, exactly. So if you're world guarding, I think that this is definitely... I mean, imagine you've got two players from the big teams at that rate, price range of... Six the Europa League teams is what you're trying to say. The Europa League, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Sunday, <laughs> the playing Sundays. That's a Sky discussion. It's not It's not for FL. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, they, they're the good players um, and they score. And they're the midfielders who score.
1: So yeah. Agreed.
0: They're good and very good options. Agreed. Going to midfielders who don't score. Shall we talk about Salah?
1: <laughs> uh, so you're going to talk about Neto? Um...
0: No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about proper assets, Not the ones that were hyped. In pre
1: season, don't say that Neto is going to score this week, and you watch. You mark my words, Neto on the counter I, I against Liverpool. Friends. I don't mind. I um, don't mind. is going to be, yeah, he's going to knock that one point off Salah's clean sheet. You watch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, so something is different, and more specifically, when it was similar. And this isn't really code, but like when Nunes was out specifically, they played more like we know Liverpool to play. Midfield is quite weak, which is this week going to be a problem because Wolves have actually got a very strong midfield now. Um, but the midfield is quite weak. And when Firmino is playing up front with Diaz on the left and Salah on the right, that was actually similar processes to what we know from Liverpool. And Salah didn't get the returns there, and it was a fluke that he didn't get the returns because he really should have. You know, he should have got a couple of good, three shots, big chance in that Bournemouth game. Um, yeah. So yeah, then then you look at it that where Darwin Nunes has come back, and actually, what you see when Darwin Nunes is back from the stats is that Nunes is hogging the shots. It's not that Nunes is the new Salah, but it's that Nunes is taking those chances and taking chances away from Salah. And this is all fine. Like if you've got an asset that's if you've got like a Luis Diaz and, and that's what's happening, uh, you'd still stick with him because there's still a chance that you could get those returns. But when you're paying 13 million pounds for an asset and you've got a kid in blue down the road, who's fucking leaping six foot into the air to get a chance from um, the one of the right foot of Kevin De Bruyne. You think, I mean, that's the captaincy option. There's no... Salah is a great captaincy option always, but he's just not been at it. And that when Nunes is in, he's even less at it. And then, so we're going to get Jota coming back as well. And Jota presents another question where Jota can actually take minutes from Salah, potentially. And... Or Jota could play Diaz. up front, and or Jota can take minutes from Diaz. So this creates a bit of problems um, in the whole Liverpool front line, and that just spreads uncertainty. And that's not what we're here for.
0: So do you notice that we've we've swapped completely from last season and the previous couple of seasons that we didn't want to go on Man City attack because you didn't know who was going to play, you yeah. didn't know how they were going to play. They didn't have the one who would constantly score.
1: They've sold all the damn players, mate. They can't play anyone else. It's the, anyone else way, play.
0: <laughs> it's the other way around. And now it's Liverpool who has the problem. Yeah. Because when they're all fit, all five of them, yeah. You can't even be sure about Salah if he's playing. And the one that you were perma captain was Salah, and now it's the same with Haaland. So yeah. we're actually if we swap their kids, we're at the same at the same cross now but we yeah. need to be aware of it because we are not yet and that's why we have all those dilemmas and we're mm. thinking no it's Salah we have to have him and captain him every week but that's a different case now
1: we've got preconceived um ideas on these players you know on all of these players we've got our own ideas yeah and what's so strong in our heads is that Salah returns like that is we've played FPL for long enough to know that Salah is the king of FBL, he scores the most points year in, year out, and if you've got Salah in your team for the entire season, he's going to score you some goals and score you some points, which I think is fair. But we also should take into account that data shows that when someone isn't performing, they're in a dip and they're they're, they're in a streak where they're not performing. And it could turn around at any time, but if it doesn't turn around after one or two or three weeks... We should take that into account, and actually, Salah could very easily go and smash Wolves. But Wolves aren't a team that you see conceding a lot of goals, they conceded four to City last season, I seem to remember. And it, yeah, they, they can concede a good amount of goals, and they've changed systems a little bit, but
0: they're very different, though. Yeah,
1: true. But I, yeah, it's just I, I don't want to get Salah out this week, just
0: oh, definitely.
1: I'm going to keep him in for another week. I'm going to keep him into the wild card. And I think on the wild card is when I'm going to make my changes. But if I don't see any changes from Salah's form, um, he'll be on the chopping block in the wild card next week.
0: Does that uh, apply to the defenders? I mean, you only have TA now, you don't have Robo, but.
1: That really sucked. Um, Robo and Trent coming off and going in at that time was it was what was it 58 minutes and like 10 seconds or something ridiculous like that
0: the irony is that you might have been holding those Liverpool defenders and you see that there's a clean sheet and suddenly you get two points out of them which is is horrible. It's horrible.
1: Completely agree. Um but
0: as as we said about Salah you don't sell them now especially against wolves Toothless up front. I, I wouldn't sell TAA, not even yeah. in a wild card.
1: Specifically, the attackers. You, the defenders. You wouldn't be selling because the attack of wolves is so weak. Cue wolves to score a bunch of goals. They've also got Chelsea, who may be in disarray. Um, and then the week after this is game week nine. We're talking about. They've got Brighton, who may also be in disarray. Why may they be in disarray, Yannis?
0: Because we are now looking at um, an updated news um, that Chelsea has been allowed by Brighton uh, to talk to Harry Potter. So not Harry Potter, but (laughs) (laughs) that's what they're hoping for, actually. That's what they're hoping, a a wizard. Because
1: You're a wizard,
0: Brian. I've been thinking for that.
1: Fun for for some time now. (laughs) Um I think he would be the cheapest signing of the window so far for Chelsea, if they did manage to sign him. It'd be about six million, eight. It's gonna be, you know, a pretty big buyout fee for a manager. But I think it's
0: higher than that. I think I read somewhere. I I can't be sure if it's legit or if it's true, but I think I read about fourteen. Okay, It's a bit, sounds a bit too much.
1: Well, that's the same amount they pay for Aubameyang. So still okay, isn't yeah. it really? Um, but yeah, I think the thing is with Chelsea, the, Chelsea and Brighton is that they're polar opposites of clubs. Brighton, top to bottom, is a well-run football club. It has people in the places, in the positions that do the right job. They lost their sporting director, Dan Ashworth, I think to uh, someone sporting director to Newcastle um, along with Dan Byrne. Um, I think it was Dan Ashworth. And then they haven't instated a new sporting director. um, So it's not as perfect as it was this time last year, but it is a well-run football club and everyone knows their jobs and Potter is well-supported. He has clear ideas in his tactics, and it's a long-term thing. Chelsea are the complete opposite. Not only have they sacked Tuchel, but in the last, you know, eight to nine months since the new um, regime has come in, we'll say, they've lost a bunch of backroom staff. They've lost Petr Czech. They've lost a whole bunch of people that were... Um, always advising um, Abramovich and they brought in their own people so it's a big jumble, everything sort of coming into place and like Todd Bowley was acting as the sporting director because they don't have a sporting director and you think when someone sacks a manager that they'll bring a sporting director in first who would then choose the manager instead of like Spurs did choose the manager, and then choose the sporting director. No, wait, did Spurs do that? Did they appoint Nuno before they'd appointed the sporting director? I think...
0: Paratici, they... you mean?
1: No, I yeah, think they, this... they did appoint a Paratici before. Yeah. They, they just about got it right, but it still didn't bring out the right outcome. Yeah. Just
0: to conclude with Chelsea, because we briefly mentioned that uh, earlier, mm-hmm. uh, that the run... I find it, you know, it's it's all this green and red and it's very green starting from this game week. But as FIBA's mentioned, and uh, I was looking a bit uh, more carefully at the fixtures, it's not games that they could score really big. Mm. They've got four easy fixtures, you would call mm-hmm. away fixtures, but all of them, um, I mean, there are three London ones. It's Fulham Palace in Brentford. Yeah. And we know that Fulham and Brentford, there is kind of a, you know, a West London rivalry, mm-hmm. not, not for Chelsea. Obviously, they're the biggest club. But for the other two teams, they would kind of be hyper for this, this kind of game. Yeah. Uh, and then they also go to Villa, mm-hmm. which has never been an easy trip to go
1: yeah.
0: uh, in the past. And their two home games are Liverpool and Wolves. And Wolves could be a bit stingy. Uh, they're, not, they're not the best team to play against. Yeah. So it seems like a sea of green. But if they don't really bounce back and they don't have... The they could, bounce. because they, they, have, they have an amazing set of players. Mm. They could really make it work. But yeah, we conclude again to the wait and see.
1: There's one other not massive rumor, but there's one other possibility is that they could await, they could just wait around until after the World Cup and pick up Deschamps from the France squad after he leaves and Zidane comes in to take his place. So there's, you know, they could import an interim for that time. Um, someone that they trust and and do something along those lines. There's a whole bunch of things that could happen, and because it's new management, we don't understand what they will do and how they will do it. So you'd like to think they've got some idea, and if that idea is Grey and Potter, go for it. If it's Mauricio Pochettino, I'd be a bit, I think that's a bit sickening personally. But. Um, Fine, I don't think it'd be very good for them. I think it'd be much better at a squad like Villa at the minute, um, or Leicester. But anyway, moving on, um, what's your team like?
0: So, yeah, my team didn't do well. Let's <laughs> not hide behind them. Um, it, it wasn't a big drop, but it was a green, uh, it was a red arrow, and having a red arrow on. Those millions that I've been wandering is mm-hmm. not is not great. You, you so beat me. the only so sorry, sorry
1: you beat me by uh, seven points.
0: I did, yeah, I had forty one <laughs> points. It's not a disaster because I had one return apart from Haaland. I mean, Holland is not even considered as a return anymore. Ah, uh, uh, sorry, that was a sensitive. Uh, matter because you don't have Helen. <laughs> anyway, I'll just move on. So I only had a return from Momo. Mm-hmm. And uh I'm so pleased that I finally I was I've been waiting so good again.
1: Yeah. Uh
0: it was it was um a very emotional moment. It was like the, the f- fourth goal of Leeds, right? Yeah the fifth mm-hmm. was uh, for for Brentford against yeah. Leeds. And it did hurt because we had come back twice and it was 3-2 and there was a, you know, it was a very bizarre game going from one end to the other. And, uh, and was scored and there was that offside.
1: I was the... thinking, yeah,
0: please... I, I, I wanted to be of side so that we stay in the game. But at the yeah. same time, if it counts, I get his points. Yeah. So, yeah, it did count. I got his eight points. Bittersweet. And I sold him.
1: Oh, really? Who for?
0: Yes. Mitrovic. Ah, uh, yeah. Fair. And I did it for two reasons. Obviously, the obvious one is the price change. Mm-hmm. But for those who know me quite well, and I think you, you I've, I've done that with Walker as well, mm-hmm. When you're holding one player who doesn't return, and it seems that he will eventually, when he does return, that's my moment for me to tell him. <laughs> it, it is the reason I've been waiting for four or five weeks now to for him to return. Yeah. He did. Goodbye, Mbomo. You've been great. Good and Metro, uh, Metrovic has a phenomenal run. Yeah. And he's he's picture proof. So even that is not
1: but this uh, one's a bit a problem so Chelsea new manager Chelsea is a bit of a you know weird one
0: but yeah but the ones that follow yeah are really 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 good they've got Forest Newcastle West Ham Bournemouth mm-hmm. and uh, then Villa leads Everton Yeah, yeah so up until the World Cup it's Chelsea now, and Man City and Man United at the last two game weeks. Yeah. It's, it's great. And what I'm aiming for, for to, to get from Mitrovic is a hole, and he will get it. Mm-hmm. So he is a player that will halt eventually.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Kind of like,
0: like what happened with Tony. He's this kind of player. You've got those two, three players in that price bracket that will hold in, and I assume it will be in one of those games. It's yeah. hard for them to hold against Liverpool, City or Chelsea, but I could see him scoring two against Forest easily or Bournemouth. or
1: Agreed. I see there's as a bit of when Patrick Bamford came into the league and Leeds had that sort of great season where Bamford scored I don't know, 15, 20, like they scored a lot of goals. Yeah. Um. I, I see it a bit as that sort of a, a team. This is a very attacking team with a striker who's going to play every game as long as he's fit. And the team is set up around Mitrovic, which is why yeah. I'd be happy having him. Uh, I think I'm going to get him on the wild card next week. But for now, yeah. it's about working out how I can move around and get Haaland. Um, and I think I'm going to have to do it on the wild card next week because I don't want to take a minus four just before my wild card.
0: That makes sense. That does make sense. Uh, I still point. have half a million, okay, in, in bank, mm-hmm. and one more transfer. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to use it now. I'm I'm preparing myself mm-hmm. for a mini wild card yeah. when everyone does wildcard yeah so I, I think it's it's a it's a kind of safety deci- a safety net decision yeah because when next week the majority of the managers will wildcard yeah i want to be able to you know follow in a way the big moves that will happen and i think the moves will be depending on what happens against wolves for liverpool yeah, Salah will be
1: massively
0: sold. Yeah, I feel, especially if if KDB, who we know is great in in big games, if he plays well against against yourselves, Don't I think it. he's going to be yeah the player to go to completely, or or Son mm-hmm. because you, we know how how good he's against City. Yeah, so that could bring him back to our radar. Uh, and you mentioned him at the beginning of the pod. I think Jesus will be one of the players who will go.
1: Completely. Because if you look at their run, they've got Everton and Brentford. Fine. Game week nine, Spurs, Liverpool, Leeds, City. Not a great... Oh, four fixtures where you would not really want to owning, want to own those players. And then it's Southampton, Forest, Chelsea, Wolves before the World Cup. So... Southampton and Forest, yeah, two fixtures, fine. But Chelsea Wolves, if Chelsea have got a new manager, they're playing well. If they're still waiting for Didier Deschamps, maybe not. Um, But yeah, Yeah. of those, there are two fixtures in 13 and 14 where you'd want those players. And that's just not now for me, really.
0: Now, we said the players that are probably going to be sold. Mm -hmm. And we have to mention the players that are monitored by most managers yeah and it's it's the newcastle defense yeah you said about pope mm-hmm. for me pope would be a solution if mm-hmm. i can't find a way to fit in Trippier. yeah so if i can't find a way which is quite possible because I've i've got stones yellow flagged yeah he didn't play last night and he was my move remember when you got diaz he did return with an assist, which he did. was great, and a clean sheet. So it was like a ten-pointer. So it's not completely a waste of the transfer. But he didn't return against Villa. So now, if he even doesn't play against Spurs, I think he's the one that will have to go. I've got Cancella, I've got my cover. And, and Akangji
1: playing. playing.
0: And Akangji is playing, and he played quite well actually yesterday. Yeah, last night. Uh, so stones could be the one to easily go down to tripier because I mean tripier is five point two stones is five point four. It, it's an easy it's an easy move,
1: and that move in uh, itself I- is really interesting because that's where I think the majority of people should be looking at. Yes, we've had we've been good on city, we've been good with Liverpool, and we've been good with Spurs and Chelsea. These assets we've had them quite a lot. But now these European fixtures take off. These guys all have midweek football every week. And specifically City, uh, lesser extent Liverpool, lesser extent um, maybe Spurs and maybe Chelsea. But City can't really rotate. and But they love to rotate, but they haven't really got the players to rotate at the minute. So they're going to be moving players in and out and making strange decisions the whole way through the next couple of weeks and predicting those is going to be difficult. Haaland obviously looks like he's a major fixture now and he d- looks like he's not going to get rotated until they're about 4-0 up, which doesn't take long in many of their games. But I think specifically aiming for these teams that are 10-5, um, so and um, no, 10-4 to four with Brighton, who don't have the midweek fixtures. So Brighton... Uh, Brentford, Leeds, Fulham, Newcastle. These teams I would be targeting with transfers right now because they're going to be fresh and they're going to show a fresh shine of heels to to these European teams that have been knackered from a a midweek journey to Poznan or wherever. Um, I could also throw in... Um Man United with that as well, because I think they have the ability Man United and Arsenal because in the Euro Europa League I think they've got the ability to rotate a bit. Um whereas the bigger teams won't be able to get away with playing a fully depleted second squad in the big Champions League.
0: And the teams to aim for
1: mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we know that we we discussed about Leicester and Villa having great fixtures, but they're not trustworthy. Yeah. Another team that goes now with a good run, uh, Newcastle is definitely one to look out for after the West Ham game. Mm-hmm. And West Ham is the other one that yeah. would be... A very very good option.
1: Great run of fixtures.
0: If you want to go, if you want to go for something completely cheap and effective at the back in you know, a wild card. I mean, we're we're actually talking about wild card, and no one's wild carding now, but it's kind of giving some hints mm-hmm. for next week that most people will. So Emerson is definitely a fantastic choice at four million. Yeah. Uh, and then up front, I mean the the new one, Paqueta. Mm-hmm. He's six million. He's he's very cheap.
1: And it's not like Four Nows or any of those players, which you're never never sure where they're gonna start, when they're gonna start. They paid like 60 million for this kid. He's yeah. gonna start when he gets when they get game time. You know, this is someone they're gonna put their efforts into because they need him to do well, because he's a massive signing.
0: I mean, if I was wildcarding, he would definitely be my team. Yeah. But I probably will need to wait a bit to get him because if I want to go for something that price, I would, I would go for Rashford. Who yeah. I mm-hmm. think it's more secure for now. I, and I don't want to make more moves uh, at at the midfield at the moment, mm-hmm. but, you know, dropping from, even if you want to, get some money and dropping from an 8 million, for me, from Kulusevsky for instance, Yeah. if I wanted to save some money, that would be a a very good option because they have a fantastic run coming up. And of course, the last team that I would target not against, but for, is Mm -hmm. uh, Palace. Yeah. They're almost done, not yet, almost done. They've got two more weeks I think, for their terrible run to end game week 10 Uh, yes give or take against Leeds, then they've got leicester which shows as a as a red but i wouldn't consider that as a red picture unless unless things have changed in till mid october yeah and then they got wolves everton southampton west ham forest up until the world cup and it, it it continues amazingly but anyway we don't care about that so the the good thing about Palace is the variety of players that you can get to. Yeah, you can have all the defenders are very cheap, mm-hmm. and they have a good, a very decent defense anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's not an easy spot to to get one from Palace, to be honest, because you're aiming more for the defenders who have both good.
1: You just said it's an easy thing to get things from Palace, and then you just said it's not a good thing to get people from Palace.
0: No, it's not an easy spot to have a defender from Palace. It's ah, not an okay. easy decision. It's not, it's not a an easy decision.
1: Place in your team where you're gonna need a lot of yeah. palace players. Yeah.
0: Because because for the defense mostly, because you would possibly aim for defenders who have a possibility on clean sheets and yeah. have attacking returns. Yeah. And the palace defenders don't have that that much no so if you're in a dilemma between um, a share and an anderson for instance i think you would possibly go with share yeah that's what i mean fair uh but but still you have all those creative midfielders Yeah, apart from zaha which has been in consideration anyway for most You've managers
1: got, yeah the talisman zaha as well so yeah
0: but you also have Eze Olise in the game and and they're very very cheap yeah. and you have a very cheap set of attackers mm-hmm. which again because of the abundance on you know mitrovic tony and all of that that's mm-hmm. why we're not even considering mateta and um Edward. Edward. yeah yeah but they they could be great differentials if you want to have a couple of differentials in your team maybe one of them they they're very low in, in ownership. Very, very yeah.
1: low. I think I'd have a Zaha on my on a wild card along with a Paqueta. And I've just moved away from that template of, you know, the Martinelli and the the other uh, you know, I've got Gunduan at the minute. Um so yeah, I think there's there's some really interesting moves that can be made. And the, the template is going to wildly shift in the next couple of weeks, I think. Because wild cards are going to be played around eight, seven, eight, nine. A lot of people have already played them. And nine o'clock is the nine o'clock. Game week nine is the one where lots of people have already speculated fixture turns with, um, I don't know, Chelsea have got a fixture swing. Um, Arsenal. United, not really. Arsenal have got a fixture swing for the worst. Um, Yeah. Leicester have got a fixture swing. Um, Less are... in
0: Newcastle. These are the non-European ones that yeah. are exactly. teams to target.
1: Exactly. So you're holding your second transfer.
0: I yes, I'm holding it to make three transfers next week. I think I'm going to make three because I've.
1: Yeah.
0: I think I have more than four or five players that I would like to change in my team. Cool. So if I change three of them now, I think it's going to be a good uh good timing for next week to to have those three and then uh-huh. move on. Yeah. And it's a good I can hold on to Dunk as well for yeah. one more week. Uh they're playing um they're playing Bournemouth away, mm-hmm. which is great now. If I have to, I'll keep him against Palace. Yeah. I don't love it. It's a fixture. It's always a the M. What what is it called? The M, is it the a, A3? Derby or the uh, Derby, uh it's the M23 the M- or something, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. It's a, it's a, a very weird rivalry they've got,
1: specific rivalry there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Dunk has not paid off well, no. so he's he's definitely one to go. And uh, and then it's it's Salah and, and Jesus that will probably go for me next week.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, I i don't know i it will be a great opportunity if i if i drop Salah to anyone that suddenly can become a, a lot of money to go anywhere from, yeah. from any player yeah this is this is the plan
1: fair enough i think that's fair i've got one more transfer in my bank um top of the list for me, because I'm wildcarding next week, I don't want to move my so don't want to. Um, I can't get Haaland in this week, it's Spurs, so I'm going to hope that Spurs provide a decent defense. Um, I don't want to have uh this triple up on the city in this game week, but also where I want to make the moves is definitely in the forward line, not in the midfield or defence. And the only place I can make the moves is midfield or defence. So I think it's either going to be Diaz or um, Cancello out for, I don't know, maybe a a Bournemouth defender, uh, a Brighton defender, sorry, or it's going to be Gundogan down for uh, one of your Bournemouth players Neto down for Bailey, or lastly Hazel's out for. I the the plum would be two. The normal one would be Mitrovic, and the two wild ones would be um, Watkins or Dominic Solanke. So that's where I'm sort of thinking. Um, Yeah, it's going to be one of those five moves, and I don't know which one it is yet. I'm going to wait on some injury news. Wait to see how teams get through Europe and make my decision on Friday, because the deadline is on Saturday at 11 o'clock.
0: UK time. Very good. Yeah. We always kind of forget to mention that, but I think we're going to be used to it now. We won't have the Friday and Monday games because of, because of Europe. Mm -hmm. So we have one more game week. Uh-huh. and then it's the international break
1: is yeah that right so the next game week is friday deadline at 6:30 lol um and then there's the international break uh, and the next deadline after that is the 1st of october and then yeah. it's pretty regular through to uh, november well 12th november is game week 16 yes. so, yeah there's so, one yeah, midweek that's... deadline a tuesday uh the eighteenth of october
0: oh you're right there's another one there's another
1: gaming twelve extra.
0: there is a Friday one though at that at that week as well the fourteenth of october
1: yeah uh, gaming uh, eleven f-
0: yeah yeah, yeah there's a Friday one yeah
1: should be good good
0: i think I think that kind of covers i mean it's good that we recorded after the taco yeah god <laughs> story uh but you know, in these cases, we might be updated. Updated, like we might have more news on on Rogers or anything, or the new the new Chelsea manager. Actually, yeah. By the end, you, by the time you listen to this, you might know that it's
1: no not
0: know or
1: not Potter or who knows. I just don't think it's. I think Potter's next move will probably be after.
0: I think it, it would
1: make most sense to go to City after Pep. That would be the most yeah. sensible move for him. But there's always that whole idea of if you hang on too long and your stock falls, you know, when do you make your moves? How do you play your own stock market? And if you keep, yeah. you know, while your stock's high, you take a Chelsea move. I wouldn't blame him for doing that. Um, but, yeah, I lots of people say England and i don't understand why anyone would want the england job over a job like brighton on the coast where you get you know a nice football club that's all nicely organized to go into like the the horror pit of england that's so just every tiny minute decision is criticized and you're an idiot for making every single tiny decision leaving this person on the bench leaving them at home and that's a, that's a horror job for me i don't know why anyone would want to go to the england job over brighton so yeah. Yeah. I um, I
0: would still think that he would be way better than than Southgate to be honest, but yeah. Completely. A, I, I
1: agree. But that's why they're not that's why good managers don't necessarily spend a long time in international there. football. Yeah, they they take their time at the end of their careers to go into international football. Yeah. So yeah. Right. Good. Until so, next time guys. Stay safe. And stay
0: tuned. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Bye everyone
1: Ozo Radio.